are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. Chris Denman, I'm going to go one-on-one today. We'll get to our guest in just a second, guys. Check out Logboat Brewing, great sponsor of ours, taking care of us, based out of Columbia, Missouri. Logboat, oh, that's the camera that's on. There we go. Logboat Brewing, check them out. Also check out Barrel Brands, Beard Oil, Skin Oil, all good stuff. Check them out. Again, weareliveradio.com for past audio, everything else. Today, pumped to have him back, technically, I think, fourth or fifth time with phone calls Jim Florentine in studio. Yeah, What's up, man? How are What's you? What's going on, man? It's great to have you in St. Louis, man. It feels like you're a favorite here. I love coming here. Absolutely. Funny I try to come. I try to come during a Cardinal season so I can catch a game, but right. I just couldn't pull it off this time. So. Maybe uh, give them hell over at the Funny Bone and uh, and argue with them a little bit when you get back about uh, spring training, all that other good stuff. So I don't know. Maybe we'll get you in next time during the season. That's something I don't feel like that would maybe go over too well. If you brought it up uh, with the management at Funny Bone, kind of give them shit about not having you in during baseball season. Well, you know, you pick a time of the year. Something, you know, it's better for comedy in the winter time, especially in St. Louis. Once it starts getting nice, and I live in New Jersey, we get the same weather. People yeah. want to be outside, so they don't want to be in a comedy club. It's isn't that crazy too? At this, uh, I mean, you know better than anybody. You're a veteran in the stand-up game, but in cities like St. Louis where you do well, right? You come to Funny Bone, as you'll be at Funny Bone all weekend long. You guys can go see uh, Jim there. Uh, it's crazy, and I tell that too. You see some comics come in, and they'll have a light weekend. And I'm like, dude, Blues had a big series <laughs> this weekend because we're small enough where Cardinals games or something else can potentially impact the uh, attendance at some of your shows. That has to be a weird thing to deal with. You know. never know because you don't yeah. know what, even sometimes when you go to like Texas, like the college football or the high school football on a Friday night is oh, you man. is big too. Yeah, like, the Addison oh, a high school game. is going like, to be empty a, tonight. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, there's a high school game? I go, right. that's affecting it? Like, yeah, it could be. Or when your team, when the team's in the playoffs. I think I was here when the Cardinals might have been in the playoffs, like the, the first round mm-hmm. like, a few years ago on yeah. death. And it's it tough. Was, <laughs> it was tough too. And again, too, whenever you have a track record of succeeding in St. Louis, and you're like, what in the hell? I know I've not lost my fastball, like per se, but uh, you still have to deal with that. And then Texas, too, a high school game could mean 10,000 people showing up to uh, to watch kids play football, right? Yeah. I mean, you see some of those down there. That's pretty wild. But uh, I wanted to ask you, since you're back, got the new book out, man. Yeah. Are you excited about it? Everything yeah, going well? Yeah. You made the podcast rounds, did a bunch of press for it. I was curious as far as how busy you stay. You keep a busy road schedule. What uh, Was this a culmination of just years of noticing everything? Because I know you're going in on a lot of people about, I don't know, I, I read some of it, social media, just kind of how things are. And even reading the description, you're like, oh, that's Florentine for sure. Just going in on people, not quite caring for how things are going. What was the process like and how has it gone so far putting out the book? Well, yeah, it's, it's based off my podcast that I do where I just, you know, a lot of it's just me ranting about different stuff. So yeah. I have people out, you know, anyone that listens, I said, if you see like a bad Facebook post or, 
you know, whatever, or something on social media, send it to this email address. So they send, I get tons of stuff get sent in, yeah. and then I just look at it, I say, okay, I could t- definitely tear this apart. Have we always been this bad, or is it, are we just more available that people can find out? <laughs> I think it's just more available. I think yeah. it's more like, you know, social media is a lot of, a lot of people competing yeah, it's a lot of competition. It's almost like being back in high school, right? You know, wait, why did uh, you know my friends play the meatballs get thirty seven likes and my spaghetti only got two likes? Right? Am I doing something wrong? So let me up it so maybe I can get the same likes and then you know like I don't know you know it's all it's like being in high school like you're you know you're socially oh, uh, awkward you're trying to fit in like people are still like middle aged people people in their thirties are still trying to fit in yeah. on social media because is that what everyone's doing? Then I need to do it too. It's like. At I some point, favorite, you got to be comfortable in your own skin. Do you get the? Uh, did you have a bunch of uh, of submissions with uh, that started out with? Uh, I'd like to announce, as if it's some kind of grand thing that they're letting people know. I'd like to announce we have uh, moved out of this into par- this apartment into this lovely uh, two bedroom ranch in the suburbs. Like people announce everything. Now. Yeah, they love to. Yeah, they do. Or they do to. Um, yeah, they'll do, or they'll announce. I I like to announce that I'm I'm cleaning up my Facebook page. So if you get deleted, don't <laughs> right. take a per. I'm just keeping close close friends only. Yeah. So now you feel like, oh, I'm honored. Oh, he didn't delete me. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Big I was day. Really, I was really worried. Yeah. If you you know if, if I was going to be a Facebook friend. Right. On my drive to work this morning, Scott, I was thinking, are are we close enough that we'll remain friends on Facebook as well as real life? Like that's what people. Is that what's going through their heads whenever they're cleaning this out and letting you know exactly like, hey, you made the cut. This is a big deal. Yeah, oh, great. So now if I don't make the cut, I'm not going to see your kid on a swing set. Yes. Great. I'm not going to see that picture. I'll try to survive. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to, but it's going to be no, It's It's so insane. It is, man. Uh, it's, uh, I, I don't it's know. It's just a lot of bragging, looking for attention and sympathy are the three, mo- you know, the, right. the posts. Which there's a lot of that in your industry as well. So what's it like to see other folks that are peers of yours kind of losing it online too, or or subscribing to that behavior? Because we can, I bet we could both think of a few that are comics that are you're supposed to look to these people for maybe how to act or the counterculture of things, and then it's like, hey, you can't, don't get involved with this kind of behavior too. It's tough, you know, being in the business because you want to kind of promote yourself. Mm-hmm. So you want to say, "Hey, I'm doing a, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, right? Whatever, like that." And so, so it's, but it's, you know, so it is kind of like, ah, he's kind of bragging, or I've done this, I'm going to be on this show, so check it out. But that's the way to get the word out there too. So there's a fine line, yeah. Or you know, but then you could see that you know the people in in comedy who just brag and like, oh my god, I just did five sold out shows. Thank you. You didn't need to throw that in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I you could just say amazing crowds in St. Louis this weekend. Thanks for everyone that coming right. out. That's fine. Well, but when you throw the sold out in there, yeah, unless you have to say, hey, the honest. show's <laughs> yeah, show, so, show sold out. So yeah. uh, you know, uh, no more tickets left or whatever. But you really didn't have to throw that in there. That it was sold out. I need. We need more watchdogs like you. The books. Everyone is off. Not everybody. It's everybody. Everyone is, everybody, everybody is, is awful, awful except you. Except you, right? Right. Exactly. Because if you're getting the book, like most people won't get it. They'll be like, "Why? I don't understand." People are just trying to have fun, posting stuff, whatever. But if you get what I'm talking about in a book, then then you're not the awful one, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's definitely not for anyone. Like it's in Barnes and Noble. Like if someone goes in there and starts stumbling through the book, that right. like you know doesn't see through all this. Oh, he all looks this nice. Shit. <laughs> Doesn't see through all the shit on social media. Like, why? Oh my God! What, what's yeah. wrong with this guy? Why is he so angry? Can we call it in the canary in the coal mine for the uh, for people and their narcissism? 
right? Yeah. Like if, if you understand it, okay, you're cool. If you're going to say, what's going on here? That's a bit of a tell. Yeah, like the guy that, you know, the people that work out, they got to they gotta tell you every yeah. workout that they have. Right. To basically tell you, like, hey, I'm amazing. You're a piece of shit. I'm working out. You're not. You're lazy. I'm motivated. I just want to let you know that I'm unbelievable. I have an amazing life, and, I, and I'm, I get up really early to go work out. And if you don't, I'm better than you. That's basically what they're telling you. Right. And that's not to be mistaken either. And I wonder too, a lot of these people posting the great picture, I call it the Instagram life. Like, don't they just, as soon as they post that picture, they're just screaming at their wife or their husband, just like anybody else, right? What do you mean? People kind of like to portray a certain lifestyle. Oh yeah, I know. And then I see like, oh, you're an account manager at that job. That means you make this much money. Uh, something's not like, I'm, I'm waiting for the four years from now where you're like, well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm contemplating suicide because of credit card debt and all this other horrible stuff that I don't put out there online. Well, yeah, you get that or, you know, the couple that you know are having problems oh, yeah. and then Valentine's Day comes and they put their both. I have the most amazing husband in the world. Look what he got me. And she takes a picture of flowers right. and the candy and then the restaurant they went to and then the, the earrings he got her. And you're like, wait a minute, I was just talking to you two days ago. You're ready to ready to leave him. Yeah, you, I, just, you would just call him the biggest <laughs> piece of shit and you're already looking for apartments. So wait, but this amazing, wait, two days later, look at it, look at this. At a certain level of fame too, if old boy has been sending uh, uh, dick pics through messages or something too. Those women now come out. Oh, oh, this is this is your great relationship you're part of. Well, what about this from four days ago? You guys were there then, right? I mean, that's what you see. You see some pushback, yeah, uh, from that a little bit. I feel like there's a little bit of that with the president right now. Whereas there's kind of a run on the. Uh, <laughs> On saying like, hey, uh, we had an affair too. I do find that to be interesting. And that guy just keeps brushing it off his shoulder. It's like it almost feels like uh, it doesn't really matter what comes out at this point. I've just said the Stormy Daniels stuff. Yeah. Have you seen that? I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Stormy Daniels. And then like another person, uh, I don't know her name. Maybe she's a Playboy model. Yeah. Just came out. I was confused this morning. I'm like, wait. We're talking about the storm. And it was, like, one, it was right? pretty much like at the same time, too. Yeah, which, hey, do your thing, Donald. Like, that's between you and your wife, whatever. But uh, you do kind of see a run on that, that there's blood in the water, it feels like right now. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think that affects him long term? No. No. No, because everyone that likes Trump knows he's, he's you know. He's Trump. He's shady and, you know, whatever. But, you know, he's whatever he's doing. They look they look past that. It was the same thing. Look, it was the same thing with Clinton because when Clinton was cheating, sure. all the women that like Clinton – that were liberals go, hey, whatever he does in his bedroom, that's fine. Right. That's his How personal life. Yeah. You know, and like, wait a minute, you you so you have no problem with him yeah. taking advantage of a 22-year-old intern. Okay, fine. So don't get mad at me that <laughs> the guy that works at the gas station cheats on his wife and I can't hang out with him because he's a piece of shit. Right. That guy has a lot tough that guy has a tougher time. I you know, cheating on his wife working at a gas station to a president who can easily influence a 22-year-old girl. Right. You know, so okay, if you don't have a problem with that, then don't call my friend a scumbag that cheated on his wife. Life a couple times. That's fair. Yeah, you know what fair. I mean. So they always looked the other way with Clinton because he was he was handsome, the economy was good, and he was a Democrat. So okay, fine, no problem. But don't don't come back with this Trump stuff because we already went through it with the Clintons and Hillary had no problem. It was an arranged marriage, just like the Trump thing is. <laughs> I was going to say, I think I just heard uh, Mark Garrigus and Corolla's podcast, uh, Reasonable Doubt. Garrigus was saying he's like. This uh, this divorce with Don Jr. He's like, this is a business move. He's like, they they know something else going on. This isn't this isn't just they're mad at each other. They're getting divorced. They're they're prepping for something, right? Like there's 
<laughs> There's levels to the game, I guess you yeah, could say. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so some of those women know, like, hey, I'm going to marry this guy. It's basically going to be this. He's going to do his thing. Yeah. I'm going to let him as long as he comes home and he takes care of me. You know what I mean? So that's, you know, you know going in, that's the way it's going to be. That seems to be something that's been happening for I feel like, and I'm a fan too, but uh, I'm, Letterman probably got off pretty easy as far as uh, with everything that's kind of came through, right? Like he had a bunch of relationships with people that were under. Yeah, him, I mean, that were right? working for him and stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah, if that came out now, forget it. He would, you know. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that yeah. Netflix special show is uh, is happening. Uh, right, but that. then he's on his high horse too. It's like, dude, come on, man. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. say anything if you were, you were doing the same thing, taking advantage of right. interns and, and production assistants and twenty three year olds. You know yeah. all that shit. So you know. Oh man, it's crazy. Uh, as far as uh, I'm curious about this too, because you have so you've done TV, obviously hosting several things, been a, a cast member on shows, uh, stand up, now author. Which it, how many books have you wrote? Is this your first book? Yeah, this first book. First yeah. book, which is crazy, right? Doing something new. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you'd be like, I kind of have everything figured out. Oh well, I guess I can do a book too, and it's going to be super entertaining. Right. Uh, as far as uh, everything that you've been a part of. Is there a way to say what you've enjoyed the most as far as like a creative endeavor? I mean, is it always just going to be stand up? Uh, the stand up definitely is, yeah. is is the best because you're your own boss. I always sure. want to be my own boss. I don't, you know what I mean? Like with I, your show, I mean, with, me, <laughs> with talking about metal all the time, like I feel like that's a little version of it because it's something you truly love, right? It, yeah. It, it was something unique because not everybody gets to do that. You have a lot of people, it's like you'll have Broadway actors that'll go do like a, a crappy family movie, right? But do you feel like maybe you've got to do some more, I guess, more in your lane stuff in your career? Yeah. It feels like you've had just a, a great career so far in regards to things that you're truly interested in. Either that or you're just a good actor uh, well, acting like you like this stuff. Well, the yeah, I mean, you still have to work for a network when you're on a TV show. Great point. So you still have to listen to people, Yeah, which, you know, and then some of the decisions, you're like, I don't want to do that. You know, it's a lot of fighting going on with that. But- I mean, my, basically my whole childhood was making prank phone calls and listening to heavy metal because my older brothers were into it. Yeah. So they got me into it. And then, uh, you know, making prank calls because I was usually like grounded for doing something. Sure. So I would just pick up the phone and make prank calls. And then later on in my career, which I didn't know where what I was going to do, Later on in life, I, I get on a show that makes prank phone calls, and I'm in a heavy metal talk show. You know, <laughs> shit that I did my whole childhood. Like, who would have thought? Well, it, like who would have thought that this stuff would have paid off? Guidance counselor, probably like you moron. Learn how to weld. Yeah, like, I'm like, no, no. I'm telling it. you, I think these prank calls. I think there's gonna be one day where <laughs> they're gonna really do, good. They're gonna do a prank call show with puppets, and I, and there's gonna be a heavy metal talk show like the yeah. Tonight Show for ACDC fans. So, so that's why I'm staying in on Friday night and reading the liner notes on an album, um, <laughs> so I know who the real bass player was on the, the first Warrant record. Right, you know? which is important. At that time, it was, because I was socially <laughs> of course awkward. It was. I was, you know, so I'd just stay home and listen to music, you know yeah. what I mean, on, on, on Friday nights and not be out in the clubs. So it's so wild, to, just to reflect back on that stuff. As far as uh, you're out doing stuff like this, again, you're at, uh, at Funny Bone all weekend long. I saw you last time you were here. I highly recommend you all go see him uh, at Funny Bone this weekend here in St. Louis. Uh, as far as doing this, doing the... Uh, the press rounds, not necessarily your uh, the bigger podcast when you go out to L.A. or even the ones you do yourself around New York, whatever. When you're doing cities like St. Louis, what do people ask you the most about? 
what's the generic uh, Jim Florentine's in? So we're going to bring up, is it crank yankers? Is it, is it stern involvement? I mean, what is, uh, um, what do people go after the most with you? Yeah, I don't I know. It depends. Be, Maybe that metal show. Yeah. Cause that was, you know, that was on for a long time, especially if they're into music. Sure. That could be, then it could be a Howard Stern thing too. Yeah. You know, that's not so not, much the nice crank to, anchors because the crank anchors was like, you know, it's not your face. No, but that was like 2002 to 2007. So True. people kind of forget that show because it was that, you know, what now it's 11 years. It's been off the air. Yeah. So, but definitely that, that metal show, people always ask, you know, if it's going to come back on the air. You know, why don't you get that show? Why don't you put it on Netflix? You know, <laughs> people are always it's, really forward about that. like, why haven't you thrown a special on Netflix, Jim? Or no, no, even put that metal show on Netflix. Okay, you know what I mean? Like, dude, you got to get that show. Is this any? Is the show going to come back? It's like, it's weird because I have to try to tell people, like, look, I'm just, I was like one of the actors, one of the cast members on a TV show. Yep, we have no say in the matter. You know what I mean? It's a corporate decision through a network that owns the show. Like, you know, when The Sopranos uh, stopped doing it, people didn't go up to Galdafini and go, dude, why don't you get it on Showtime? Right. You, you, what about Amazon Prime? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he has no say in the matter whatsoever if you're just an actor on the show. You know, so the network owns the show. They could do whatever they want with it. And I just can't go up there. Like, if I had a good in at Netflix, yep. if I knew the fucking head of Netflix, I, I wouldn't go, dude, I'd go, all right, look, let's, let's start shooting shows tomorrow. Yeah. I can't make that decision. I feel like people don't mean to offend either. It's great that they are interested. Yeah, it is funny the delivery on that. I just, I've seen it happen so many times. Like, hey, why don't you why don't you do a Netflix special? And you're thinking this person they're not picturing you writing jokes at two a.m. They're not picturing you going out working out material. All these things having the fifteenth uh, very tough conversation with your agent. You feel like they're not helping you out. Your management sucks. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. It's not like they don't think about you. You are out there grinding in that process, and if the process is going to pay off with a TV show on Netflix or a special on Netflix, then so be it. But you are so far removed from that end decision; it's it's almost so unfathomable. far. I get it all the time because I got a deep four. It's like you should be doing, uh, you know, animated movies, doing yeah. voiceovers. You should be in the new, you know, uh, whatever big movies out. You know what I mean? How come you're not doing Cars three? Right. I'm like, yeah, they go, you know, would you like to? I go, no, no, I never thought about that. <laughs> I, I go, hate Look, money. I go, you'd be perfect as a villain, your voice. I go, okay, this is the deal. I go, if you get me a role on there, you get me a voiceover to do one of those characters, I will give you 50% of the money. 50%? Not even 10. That's a decent rate. A, a, an agent gets 10, I'm gonna give you 50% or whatever. If I get a million dollars, I'm gonna cut you a check for 500,000. So go out there and pitch me. <laughs> go get it. And let me know, and I'll give you 50%. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy too when you start kind of chipping away at that, and then you, you hear of guys, they'll get mad at their agents because they're not active enough. And then you have a conversation with somebody, and you're like, well, that's not an agent's job. <laughs> They're not supposed to be out there pitching you and doing these things. That's this person's job. Yeah. That's in public relations. That's an oh, it's uh, it's interesting how something that seems, I think, to masses, not simple, but people are like, oh, cool, you're on TV. You do that. The very complicated line of uh, decisions that have to be made behind that to get you into different levels and get you into different opportunities. Yeah, like my manager could have a great connection to like the voiceover people that do those films. He yep. goes, hey, I got a client, he's got a great voice, can I send you over some audio? I think it'd be great. Oh, sure, send it. And then it'll, it'll follow up three weeks later. Do you listen to it? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna pass. It's uh, He's got an interesting voice, but you know, we're good for right now. So, so what do you do from there? You can't just go, fuck you, I don't <laughs> right, care. Right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna break in and I'm gonna do yeah. a voice and I'm gonna be on it, you know what I mean? They just said no. That's all you can do. It is what it is. Yeah. yeah. 
Damn, man. Well, okay, so we're going to come see you at uh, Funny Bone this weekend. What about in the near future? What do we need to keep an eye out for? Go buy the book, obviously. Still pushing that hard. Yeah, yeah. The book, yeah. Yeah, the book just came out last month. It's yeah. out. It's in stores. You know, there's an audio version, Kindle and all that stuff. And, yeah. Uh, you do a good job of getting yourself, and I feel like I did this last time, but shout out to Meredith, who does your publicity stuff. But if it's you, if it's her... You always do a great job. I wanted to give you, whatever, a cheesy high five on that. I love whenever I know you have something going on that you're pushing, you hit those rounds and you're always super entertaining on all the, uh, just the podcasts. And yeah, I like, doing, I like doing it. I like doing it. It's part of the gig, you know, that's how you build up a following and all that stuff. Like a lot of comedians don't like getting up in the morning when they get on the road and have to do all these different talk shows. And I think your tickets reflect that too, right? They do. Like, and, yeah, or even pretty... the local cheesy TV show, the morning mm -hmm. show, whatever you got to do, it's like, hey man, that's part of the gig. Yeah. Like, I, you know, before I did comedy, I used to mow like lawns in, in Florida, right. 25 lawns a day in August. Okay. That was hard work. <laughs> You know what I mean? And when it's 110 degrees, that with humidity. Right. So yeah. if I got to get up at seven in the morning to go on, uh, do, a couple, do a couple of radio shows to get the word out there and I'm in town, that's how you're going to build a following. A, and a that's just part of the gig. And direct then you, correlation. And then you just have to work at night and just show up on time and do your time on stage. That's pretty much, you can wear what you want. You could say what you want. You're pretty much your own boss. Yeah. Mild you know? harassment of cocktail wasters is just keep yeah, it Yeah, yeah. Try to keep that, you know, but you could, it, some some clubs encourage you to fuck the waitresses. <laughs> there are some that go, we don't care. How does that conversation go? I've heard that you, uh, I've had club people tell me, oh, uh, so-and-so's coming through, got to lock up the waitresses, too much drama gets caused. So you're saying there's an opposite side of that. Are they trying to soften the blow for whenever they tell you they're not going to give you as much money as was promised? What's the No, they just, the I've had a couple like, of hey, club have a good owners time. go, hey, man, if you want to fuck around with the waitresses, there's no problem. We don't, we don't care <laughs> well, I'm like, the, I'm the like that's awesome. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I want to be, be the house MC here. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I don't have to leave, do I? You always yeah. own a new waitress in the club because she's the one that's really excited about comedy and she talks to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? She hangs with you. And she, yeah. You know, maybe What's I'll meet like? you for a drink. Yeah. I'll meet you for, and my guy, she's got to be here like two weeks because <laughs> after a year of every comic coming in town and hitting on them, yeah. they're just disgusted. Like, all right, dude, like, I've heard the rap, but last week I got her for five days with the other fucking comic. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> right. You all got cool, the same Cool, you're on rap. TV. Yeah. You all got the same, hey, what are you doing? You want to, you, you got high? You want to go back to the condo, smoke weed? Yeah. What's it like around here? Yeah, I know. Is there anything to do? <laughs> Yeah, it's same same lines. That's the go-to. Yeah, they become pretty hip to that uh, pretty quick. So, okay, yeah. well, cool. We'll go out, tip the waitresses at Funny Bone, go see Jim all weekend long, buy the book, check out the podcast. Gosh, plenty going on, man. Busy dude. Yeah, you know, it's, it's you keep busy. It's but you know, it's a way to but be, it's fun. Man. I like doing it. I'm my own. Boss I love having pretty much in. in anything because I do my own podcast. I do stand up. You know, and I wrote the book, so it's just like you know, I don't have to. It's pretty much, you know, when, when I feel like working, which is great. Well, I'm going to get you that uh, voiceover gig, too. And I'm I'm I'll give you 75%, 75 not even 50. it is. You heard it. 75. People. If you can get that metal show on, mm -hmm. on Netflix, I will give you half of my pay. What about Facebook Live? Like we did a version of it where I just put it out on Facebook Live. See, now that's another, that's another thing. People go, why don't you just put the show on YouTube? Okay, <laughs> you now that it, sounds- That's a lot of work. That sounds good in theory. Sure. Okay, but now you got a picture. Okay, so we a big set, right? You got five camera guys, five, six camera shoot. Then you also got uh, pre production. Well, they'll do that for free, won't they? Pre production and then post production to, you know, edit the show. Then you got to do something with the audio uh -huh. and then master it, whatever. All Rights of that to stuff. the music. What's that? <laughs> Access and rights to the yeah, music. That's the, all that stuff. And then, and okay, so first of all, I start off with, okay. 
That sounds like a good idea. Let's put this show on YouTube. First of all, okay. Now, who, like, let's say we're doing in New York. We did a lot of shows in New York. Sure. Who is paying for Rob Zombie's airfare? First class, probably with his wife, too, or even just him. And, like, two... Oh, Rob Zombie will stay at an Airbnb for 30 bucks a night, and two right? Ni and two nights in a, a five-star hotel in New York City. And car service from the hotel to the studio. Uh -huh. I'm just, first of all, let's figure that out first. So, so a first-class flight from L.A. to New York is probably, like... 2500 bucks, three grand. At least. So there, so who's paying that three grand right there? Mm -hmm. And then the hotel's going to be like 750 a night. That's another 1500 Car service. So we're already at five grand. Oh, well, you can just hire a sales guy with the salary and the benefits that you can offer, right? For your right. YouTube show. Okay, right. So right. he's good. Just hire the sales guy, yeah. And then who's going to pay the six camera guys? Uh-huh. Do they work for free? And then who's going to pay the post-production? Are we union? Who, yeah, union in New York. They're all union. And yeah. then who's going to pay the post-production when you bring it to a studio, edit the show, put all the cameras together, get all the shots, mm -hmm. and, and then do all of that? Well, then you have to market it. Right. And then who's going to market it? Where's that money coming from? Right. I think we just figured it out. So we so just I need basically like one point like, two million. You know, a TV budget. show basically costs around two hundred fifty thousand a show. Right. You know, a real At show. At least, yeah. If our show cost one hundred fifty thousand, I don't know because it was cheaply made. Let's so if we if someone gave us a hundred grand a show, we could probably pull it off. Sure. So if we if someone got a million dollars, we could do ten shows on YouTube. You give us a million dollars, we could pull that off. We can make that happen. I think we just figured it out. Make it happen. Invest in the unless uh, unless you want the show on YouTube so bad that those six camera guys and the post production place that has rent doesn't get paid. Right. Like, come on, we just got to get the show on the air. We get some high and schools then Rob with uses, Rob Zombie uses frequent flyer miles. Right. And Airbnbs, like you said, call in favors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be brought Hey, Rob, look, man, we're just trying to get this show on YouTube. You like Can me, you right, Rob? you pay for your own flight. And yeah. look, I got an extra spare bedroom in my house in Jersey. You could stay there. Come on, you don't, you don't want a home-cooked meal? Uh-huh. I think we're on to something. I think we should start <laughs> you know a production I mean? so company I think it with could these, work. these you know, just, ethics that we're talking about. We just about. worked it out. It could work. Sounds good. That's it. We are live. Jim Florentine at the Funny Bone all weekend long. Go see him, and uh, you can hear more wonderful ideas like this amazing production company we just put together. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Thanks, man.